0: This is a That's It, That's All bonus, a conversation with one of the most transformational of Pacific Island leaders of the past half century. Only eight people have held this office. Former Guam Governor Felix P. Camacho is our guest. He shares his view on the current state of Guam, faith, and decision-making in government. You are listening to That's It, That's All bonus. (laughs)
1: You are listening to That's It That's All with Sean Gumatao.
0: Hello there. You are listening to That's It That's All with me Sean Gumatao. The podcast is brought to you by our friends at Get LLC. They are a business consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm in Micronesia. Do you need support in writing your business safety plan? Do you need energy efficient upgrades to your commercial facility? Get the answers right now from Get LLC. You can find out more about them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Please check them out today. Hello to those listeners checking out the podcast in Raleigh, North Carolina. Also, greetings to those of you listening in Wahiwa, Hawaii. With each episode, the listenership is growing to include those now listening in Tempe, Arizona. Can't forget the listeners across my island home, especially those up the road in Jonya. Half a day to you all. That's it, that's all, has a very simple format. The podcast is designed to keep you company as you go from one end of Paradise, Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast as you sit down in front of your desktop or laptop computer right before that next gym workout or run on the roads here or abroad. Thank you to our friends at RedCircle.com in pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, you can find That's It, That's All on the iHeartRadio app. And Pandora, the podcast is also on the KOAM Podcast Network, the best in original programming from the number one source for news and information in Micronesia. Like, subscribe, or follow the podcast right now on your favorite podcast app or wherever you get your podcast. Click those buttons right now. A very special bonus, a rare interview with the 6th Governor of the U.S. Territory of Guam, Felix P. Camacho. We dive into his take on the impact of faith in today's Guam and the complexity of decision-making in the island's executive branch of government. The Father Duenas Memorial School and Marquette University graduate had a storied career in public service, first as a cabinet member under former Guam Governor Joseph Ada in the late 1980s and then served as a tenured lawmaker in the Guam legislature. The collective experiences— led to a successful two terms as governor that started with his election in the year 2002 and re-election in 2006. The former Guam governor, Felix Camacho, gracious with his time and always willing to share his perspective on the issues of the day. Where do we start? Um, As a a dad, as a, a brother, as a son, as a grandfather today, and as a... Private citizen
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, where do you feel or what do you see is the state of Guam today
2: well thanks sean it's uh it's very interesting i I can try and bring in the perspective I have of, of being a former leader uh, in in public policy uh, in running the executive branch of government also being involved in um, lawmaking um but they're not also in the private sector and and so it's been I've been far removed now from public life it's been a dozen years or so uh, since i've stepped out of office and um, i'd have to say that i believe the state of our island is, is 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 very very complex right now there are many issues that we're being faced with um, unlike anything we face perhaps since world war ii um, and i think of the generation of my parents and, and all they had faced, because life as they knew it was completely changed. And I think we're, we're also going through that, that same type of thing under a different uh, scenario. Uh, of course, they, they were, had to deal with the physical destruction of our island, um, the violence of war, um, death. And, uh, and now, of course, we're, we've been faced with this um, COVID-19 issue and death at a certain level also um, isolation, and so there are many parallels uh, that you can see here locally, nationally, and internationally that, that has changed life from what we knew and uh, how we've had to adapt to it. So the state of the island, I, I think, is, is very, very different now. Uh, something that no one could have expected uh, right. more than a year ago.
0: Yeah, you know, the, that expectation, I think we kind of go about our, our way and thinking, you know, at the time right before the pandemic and right before March of 2020, things seemed to be kind of just moving right along. I mm-hmm. think most of our industri- industries were seeing very high levels, a lot of excitement in the air, and then all of a sudden just completely stopped.
2: Exactly. Um, if you think of the economy, uh, tourism, of course, was one of the mainstays. Right. Uh, military is up and running, of course. They've got uh, the military buildup and, and uh I think over the, ne- the course of the next 10 years, it's gonna be a tremendous amount of money being invested into the island and the buildup of that, but um, the trickle effect and how the monies uh, or, or revenues would trickle down into the local economy uh, remain to be seen. But those employed um, in the federal government as civil service employees, those in, employed with the military, there seems to be, a they're in, in good shape. Uh, GovGuam employees, they, they've uh, received their paychecks. But the private sector, I think, has really, really suffered. Uh, many businesses have been shut down um, because of the the quarantines and the, the need to separate and social distancing. The uh, the net effect of that uh, remains to be seen. But there have been many people that have been unemployed, and uh, and of course, receiving PUA and and other federal assistance. The desire to go back to work has been greatly diminished, uh, and and we'll see what happens when when all this is over. Um, I'm afraid that there could be um, a great tsunami of, um, of course, homelessness. Uh, the the fact that they will not be um, getting federal assistance means they got to go back and seek work, but many of the businesses uh, are now shut down. So, how the government, how the policymakers are going to deal with this uh, remains to be seen, but I, I see some trouble ahead.
0: Yeah, you know the isolation I think you talked at the very beginning, it's as a community Mm -hmm. The the pandemic did force us to stay away from our families and friends. Uh, When you kind of uh, look at over the last uh, year and change in your own dealings, whether it be friends and family, is that one of the bigger, I guess, problems that this whole, I mean, yes, with our isolation from World Mm -hmm. War II was very unique. Mm -hmm. but This one, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Can you just maybe... Uh, explain a little bit more about that isolation and what you what you saw.
2: I think I think that um, many families have had to adapt to to being together. Most times they're busy going about their lives, and uh, um, but I, I think there there's evidence of of many people being depressed uh, when you factor in the also the closure of 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 churches uh, of a gathering of of even the faithful that the ecclesia uh, the gathering of people in their worship of God and, and uh, the ability to hold each other up w- was taken away. Uh, many freedoms were, were denied. And I'm talking nationally and also locally. Um, and so uh, I, I think the increase in drug abuse, uh, in domestic violence, in, in many other areas uh, has gr- drastically increased. But also it, it brought many, many families together, those that were, right. were good and had a, a solid foundation of, uh, as, as family they were able to come together in ways they haven't done so in, in many in many many ways, but um, I, I think that the 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 mental, the psychological, uh, and many other issues are where this isolation has caused uh, great harm. But uh, of course now, uh, of course, the governors decided we're we're slowly opening up. Businesses are are, are starting to get to come together, and and there's a, a great anxiety for people to just. Um, should I go? Is it safe? Um, yeah, have we reach herd immunity. Um, there's a lot of fear still right. that that's out there, and um, and fear paralyzes. Uh, that that's one thing that um, that national media, I think, has been very very effective in is uh, for good or bad. Right. But uh, they've the way that they've they put this thing out with this pandemic and the COVID-19, the great fear that it created uh, throughout society and and throughout many communities, and how um, government was then able to come in and say, "We're shutting down, and you're being isolated, and uh, and businesses as, as uh, businesses have to close, and, and there's not going to be any mingling of people until we reach herd, herd immunity, and everyone is vaccinated, and, and on and on and on." This whole narrative um, has been well played out uh, in, in national media, right? And uh, sometimes, you, at least in my case, I wonder where's the truth in, in this all.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, You because, know, the, the truth is hard to find when it's exactly. buried in what would be mired as in some cases in the media of like perpetuating a, a message that was counter to maybe the one that they didn't want. Mm-hmm. And you, you're absolutely right. I, I would say locally, um, not so much fear, but more advocacy, because in this community, mm-hmm. the information was just trying to get out to get people to, to do an action, yeah. which is so far removed from what happened in the U.S. mainland.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think people here especially are, are like, you know, we're going to cooperate, we're going to listen, we're going to do what we feel or what they say is necessary, and let's cooperate. Um, and so for the most part, I think Guam has been tremendous in that regard. Um, but again, I, I think the net effect of it will, remains to be seen. Um, we're, we're just coming out of, uh, of this isolation and, and we'll see where we go from here.
0: talking about a bit earlier, um, about freedoms that were taken away. And one of the big ones you mentioned was, uh, our faith and religion. When we think of faith today and we think of the issues that are facing not only our community, but the world community, um, how important do you feel that faith really plays a role in the things that we should be doing, um, in our society?
2: Yeah, things have. Um, when, I, when I think back on, on what happened in World War II, my mom is 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going on 93. And I asked her, How did you deal with all that the war brought? Your lives were disrupted. You've lost um, your livelihood, um, your homes. You've lost everything. Uh, you're herded together down by a menengun and eventually liberated. Uh, you've lost family members, uh, people were, were killed in war and and how did you deal with it and she says you, you never really know about what tomorrow will bring in fact in in i was in the bible there's um the apostle matthew in his book mm-hmm. uh, chapter, it was uh, chapter 6 verse 34 says therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble Meaning that uh, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's problems will come. Uh, worry about today and, and the issues of today. And I think there's a big difference between planning and worry. You know, planning is, is time well spent. You think about uh, your schedule, about your goals, about the steps that you need to take. And, um, and then you, you, you're trusting in God's guidance. And that's right. where the faith comes in. And that's proper planning. That's time well spent. Worry worrying about tomorrow and what tomorrow will bring uh, I think affects your relationship with God it also um, means that you're you're, you're it's, it's time wasted so planning proper planning will reduce anxiety uh, and I think those those that have faith in God and trust in him that uh, that um, there are circumstances and issues beyond our control but trusting in him doing what we need to do um, asking for his guidance and how we go about our lives and and in, uh, in working with other people and caring for our family, it, it makes a big difference. Um, and uh, I, I feel sorry for those that that don't have a faith in God that would rely on their own their own strength, their own intelligence, their own resources, their own talent right. to to take on the challenges of the world. Means that um, you know they're they're totally on their own. But if you have faith, you know you are reliant on a greater power, on on, on trusting in God that. Things will work out, and and so you have hope. So I always believe that if if you've got hope, you've got something to hang on to. If you don't have any hope, if you don't have any faith, then you're just dealing with the, the issues that come day by day, and that can beat you down.
0: You know, and it's interesting how you say that because the uh, in people I've talked to from uh, Manamko, uh, especially in even in these uh, very uh, extraordinary times, and my wife and my kids Mm -hmm. when we think about uh about the situation that we face and many times and some of this discussions went well this is god's plan Mm -hmm. uh he had he he is looking at what's happening and maybe this is a result of the things that we as a society have done i i know it's not lost on on my family and Mm -hmm. i know it's not lost on yours and i talk to folks and there's interestingly how as a community we try to draw a comparison and in some cases we can't, we have, but in many respects, it's far from it.
2: Yeah, um, I just have to say that we we have to learn from the past. Um, we're not the only ones who have suffered. That's right. There's there are other generations that, generations that have suffered, yes. and and you can look around the world and and really, when you think of Guam as a community, uh, this is a, a really special place. Um, Sean, I know that you've looked at. Uh, Issues that are happening elsewhere, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the Middle East, throughout uh, Africa, what's happening in North America, South America, Central America, right. uh, throughout Asia. And um, there are so many things that, that are happening. Uh, the issues are e- extremely complex. And uh, how are they dealing with these? You, when you read and listen to the news, uh, again, I'm always curious about what is the narrative that they're pushing? Um, I think that investigative journalism is not the same as it used to be. Right. It's now, when you, when you talk about truth, and that's what Jesus talked about. Um, he, he, he wanted to reveal the truth uh, to the world and, and bring the good news. Um, but uh, now people define truth as, as their own reality, and uh, they determine what is true to them and, and what they believe and accept, and they act upon that. But that's just again based on an individual basis. There's no, there's no commonality. There's no real um, bedrock foundation upon which they then act. Uh, so I think um, we have to learn from what um, what's happened in the past and, and generations and ge- after generation on how did they deal with with issues? How did they deal with um, life in general? And and how do you go about your life? There's so much, and so what's, what's relevant to me, of course, is my mother and their, that generation, we right. call the greatest generation, and how they dealt, how, how they dealt with everything. And, and the, the answer is always consistent to them. It's like, you know, by the grace of God, I'm still here. By the grace of God, I'm still alive. Thanks for his mercy that we're still here. And I, I just trust in God that he got me through it. And um, like I said, it, although it, there are parale- parallels that can be drawn between now and all that we're facing and and, and, um, what happened with them during World War II, we can learn from that. And I I think uh, the bedrock and the foundation of it all is they had faith in God, and that made the difference in their lives.
0: You know, speaking of that faith, it seemed like uh, for many, including myself, uh, we're looking to services, trying to go. uh, And I don't mean like I need to go get a a shot or per se, or I need to get a doctor, even though probably could have, should have, could have, should have, would have. But it was about church, about those things at the basic of my life, mm. um, and in, in my village and in other villages, I've talked to a whole bunch of different people and they yeah. all agreed that by not being able to be there or the kind of the variations mm. really impacted their worldview, but only they kind of came back to the square one, which was my worldview has to go back and fate has to be in the center. Did you see that with maybe in yourself and maybe others, of your your church or other folks you might talk yeah.
2: to, you know, uh, we were able to communicate through Zoom. Oh yeah, and then oh yeah, course, add,
0: add Zoom to the whole list too. Yeah, the,
2: <laughs> and and but when we're able to then gather, um, you know, other than the the formality of religion and going into uh, church, right, process, um, right? I really think it's the Ecclesia, the body, uh, the the of, of people of faith that would gather together. And I tell you, I, I meet with a group of men. Uh, we've done this weekly okay on a tuesday morning um and others on on a saturday um uh and also i'm in this ministry of of uh we call it friends in need preparing food uh gathering resources to feed the homeless okay and uh they would go right now in a, in our community group we're feeding about an average of 60 meals on a saturday oh wow um but it's it's a gathering of men and, and being able to 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 share um the challenges we face and um discussion of course is always based upon the gospel of, of Jesus you know and and the good and the new New Testament the good news and, and even the Old Testament but but um, it's amazing how when you come together you you find strength you know um, and, and 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 hope and um, and there's positivity coming out of that instead of just, taking everything that, that is so negative out there and, and uh, absorbing it into your life, uh, that can, it's a, it can really bring you down. But um, I always, I'm always i making a lot of reference to the ecclesia because the formality of church is one thing, and they shut that down. But, but the ability for men and women to, to, to communicate and share what's going on in their lives and how they're dealing with it um, and tie that in with, with, with their faith is, uh, I think, was a difference maker for me and my friends and our families
1: this podcast is sponsored by get llc a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm since 2012 they have provided valuable services to their customers across micronesia and north america check them out on the world wide web at get-guam.com they have a presence on facebook twitter and instagram too get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs.
0: So complexity in issues, Mm. um, things aren't your garden variety, um, disaster garden variety problem based, um, whether it's, uh, making a cup of coffee, uh, or, uh, maybe guiding an entire government to mm-hmm. do a specific action i was going to ask you when you think about in your previous life um, uh, you know in leading the government of guam uh, the executive branch specifically and you think about the complexity of issues at that time and then today what you're seeing mm-hmm. is it fair to say that over time which is uh, kind of uh, a pass passes with each day Complexity of issues is also changing too.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I've always, I, rec- I remember a conversation I had with an old man who uh, was asking me how it's going. And I said, Oh, you know, things are pretty tough. We got, came into office, um, the island was destroyed That's by right. a super typhoon. And I um, began to list, uh, provi- uh, present the laundry list of issues that I had to deal with. And he says, Governor, you have no right to complain. Hmm. You asked for this job, we voted for you. So go, do the job, and uh, you know, just, just stick at it. Just do do your job. So I said, thank you very much. That uh, that was a real sense of reality. And um, but I've also come to, to recognize that uh, with my successor and then the current uh, governor also, um, that the issues that uh, we face are they, they they evolve, they change. You you've got your basic you right. Know, Core issues: public safety, health, and education. Those are always going to be here. Right. Um, you've got the the people, um, um, homelessness and poverty, crime, drugs. Those issues are always there. But the complexity of the issues that uh, current Governor Leon Guerrero was dealing with is unlike any of uh, her predecessors, myself included, have had to deal with. Um, That coupled with the fact that um, I mentioned there's a certain narrative. I think when you think of legacy, the legacy news media outlets, you know, you've got um, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh,
0: the national media.
2: Yeah, CNN, Fox, the national media, uh, and how they present the narrative and what's going on on out there, you can get, you can get, uh, you can drown in it pretty much. That's right. I tend to like to, look at what's happening with BBC, even NHK, uh, a few other international uh, news outlets and, and see what they're saying. And even right. Newsmax, yeah, <laughs> a and few other extent. things that right, are, are up and coming. You know, right. um, uh, Get on to Rumble and uh, a few other things and see what, what's going on out there. But um, all of this is now compounded even more so by the emergence of social media and the availability of people to come out and form their own opinions and, and get it out there. And so the, um, influencers are, are what they're called nowadays, right? Who get out there and, and, and begin to, they've got such a following on Facebook, for right. example, or, or, um, Pinterest or whatever it may be. It's um,
0: probably on Pinterest or even TikTok too. So uh, it, TikTok, it, it yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't go far.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but, but, um, they're influencers and, 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 uh, and so you've got independent, uh, individuals out there now with, through social media that really, um, Compounds a, a certain issue and makes it even more complex, because most um, most politicians are concerned about what are the mainstream media saying, what what do the general population feel about one issue or, an, or another. That's right, and um, and they they tend to react to that instead of uh, uh you know working on you know what is what are the real policy issues, what is, what is the core issue that we need to deal with here and now, and and then with lawmakers make policy uh, based on that. So um, it's very reactive in, in many cases, but typically now, uh, but but now, um, I mean, we've had this real issue of the pandemic and COVID-19, and it's a great impact, not only locally and nationally, but internationally.
0: Yeah, and, and when you go back to the idea, yeah. I mean, just think of when uh, and when you were governor, I mean, the news cycle literally was only from maybe six to six, mm-hmm. let's be honest, it's yeah. a, but then Just maybe in the first year of your term, it exploded to the 24 hour news cycle. And near the end of your term, that 24 hours, you were wondering, like, is this guy or these guys ever going to go to sleep? (laughs) And now today, we're up against, and the current uh, governor of Guam, and actually every governor in the country, is now up against this new emerging, uh, I guess, call it social media, it's a a new wave of information. And if the influencers have more, um, well, they have. They're getting more uh, information from your traditional guys because the influence that they was way once wielded five people maybe, yeah, is now wielded by hundreds. Yes, and it's and your concern is well, I think it's warranted.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, when you think about about all that's also happening uh, aside from government, aside from the economy. Um, there seems to be have been an emergence now where there's a great divide in the nation, and it, it's it's trickled down into Guam. Sure, the BLM movement, um, right? Uh, this uh, accusation of racism, um, you know, the 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 growth of socialism, and uh, and now the, the the I guess this seemingly um, strong trend of of liberal. Uh, Left-wing type of um, movement That's that right. that 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 is bringing America to the brink of absolute socialism and and big government, big brother control over most aspects of our life. Right. In addition to that, um, I'd like to also point out the the influence of um, of uh, some industry that are. Protected by law, we're talking Facebook, we're talking, oh yeah, you know um, all these other mediums now that that really have affected as as as, as I said, social media to the point where Big Brother, uh, government, right, uh, seems to be tied in with um, with these great influencers in social media um, that can say, hey, we're going to shut you down. We're we're going to take down your site. You said something that is insightful. You said something that we don't agree with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you may you may say that you've got the you know this your your amendment First Amendment right of free speech, and uh, but we're taking it away because we don't agree with what you're saying, and so there's there's a lot of movement that w- that uh, again it's going to we'll see what how this government react to all this because if they can do it to one group of people that may be uh, considered to be oppositional right now or not in alignment with what they feel in their narrative, it's only a matter of time before it swings towards them. Uh, to everyone else, and then each of us individually. So, I think freedom, and uh, and, and what America has, has been known for and, and fought for, is, is is what's under attack. And um, and then you see what's what's happening also on the border with with the mass migration uh, from over 120 different countries coming through the Southwest border.
0: That's right, all of South of America. America trying to come oh, into the, uh, the Texas and the so like. there's going
2: to be amazing demographic changes happening in America and. Um, and so this narrative of of racism and and all it 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 how it plays out is is going to be very uh, detrimental, I think, to America. And we as think we of, know it.
0: and we think of complexity when you start to add uh, different people. Even though it's still the strength of uh, of America, yeah. I think I've heard, and I would I would probably stress it myself that mm-hmm. our democracy uh, is one of the strongest in the world, if it's not the strongest. And uh, we're still growing, having growing pains. Yes, and and yes. I think there's been this loss of that because of the complexity that's facing, whether it be different folks wanting to see freedoms or uh, social media and the like, yeah. it seems that that and then also obviously in a pandemic mm-hmm. and then resources that are kind of uh, you know gripping us, we think of the idea that of our democracy and this idea that it's being taken away uh, or I guess yeah. challenged, I think people forget that it's been around for a while, it's, it, and, yeah. it, and it's been a while, around a while because of its imperfections.
2: Well, even the framers, uh, I, I believe it was Benjamin Franklin who even said, you know, that the keeping the republic together, uh, remember, it, it's, it was formed as a republic. That's right. But, um, but there's, there's, there's debate right now, is, is it still a republic or is it now a, uh, a corporation? Hmm. You know, and, and, and all that's happened uh, in the history of America. It's evolving. And and one thing that we, I think we're all aware of is that change is a constant. There's always going to be change. And how do we adapt to it? But you've got to, I, I really think that we have to go back to the Constitution. Um, there's been many attempts now nowadays, I believe, uh, even in the educational system, in, in trying to take history and rewrite it as they see it now, and make it relevant to, to their narrative and, and what they would like to see happen. But if you go away from, from the very basis of, of the founding of America, its constitution, the ideals of what the framers had in mind, um, and we, we move away from that, then America, as we know, it is no longer the America uh, it once was it is now evolving into something different and I see it moving more towards a socialist uh democratic liberal socialist uh nation.
0: And then, and that and that's gonna translate into changes for Guam because I oh, mean obviously absolutely. from nineteen fifty and the way that um our the leaders at the time wanted to see us mm-hmm. as a part of the American family,
2: that could shift tectonically as well, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean we're we're still considered an unincorporated Territory. We are a possession of a of this um, republic. We are possession of this of this corporation, if you will, um, and uh, and so Guam's Guam's role. I mean, that's why I was interested in running for Congress at one time was to see if we could begin to to develop this. Um, this dialogue and, and begin to make policy changes necessary. We can't do it um, on our own. I right. felt that it's something that we had to, it had to be a, a cohesive and a cooperative effort between all the territories to, in one voice, you know, Guam, the Sinai, American Samoa, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, to come together and then develop um, develop relationships with, with the states that have influence over, over our, I guess, our future. So, um, in any relationship, it's it's always it always requires work, and and um, and that's what uh, Congressman Nicholas now is tasked to do, is um, not only policies that affect our government and the finances, but our relationship with the United States, and and how can we make it mutually beneficial?
0: Thank you, former Governor Camacho. Such a privilege to spend time with him for this episode. That's it. That's all. Bonus. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon.
1: The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.